Now, having seen the uh, bobbleheads in Blue Beetle, I I got tempted. I've also had a problem with a director who went from my must-watch to my must-avoid line when he started consuming um, products that aren't re quite legal in most of the states. Um, and I was kind of wondering why, if I couldn't stand them, why, why did I remember actually liking the original movies? So I decided, in honor of my 420th episode, to go back to the original stoner comedy and cover up in Cheech and Chong's Up in Smoke. <clears throat> now, I, I can't stand the glorification of stupidity. And I suddenly, I'm hesitating about the notion of admitting that I seem to be much more tolerant for self-inflicted stupidity. So I'm kind of puzzled. But it, there's a um, there's the moral, the the, the moral the, the moral behind the story, um, which is missing when you try to glorify stupidity and the, the stuff I'm allergic to. And um, the director that got on my avoid list basically decided to start writing stone. And the end result basically ended up having chunks of the movies that can only be considered funny if you're stoned out of your mind. And the really important detail is that if you're stoned enough, you will find watching paint dry the funniest thing since the invention of sliced bread. Uh, except that it's not. It's the drugs laughing, not you. It's boring and stupid and not funny, which is the true sin here. Because stupid or idiotic or a lot of, the, a lot of terms can be used, but not funny when you're trying to make a comedy is the capital sin. Anyway, due to that, those things, the, the most recent um, written under the influence movies I've seen basically were shit. <laughs> so I, I, I was starting to be afraid that I was either misremembering enjoying the Cheech and Chong movies and original stoner films, or... Did I change, or are the movies that I didn't like actually bad, lame, poorly done, and of no actual value? Anyway, <clears throat> so I went back, and um, Up and Smoke, 1978, fun music. Now, technically, there isn't a lot of plot, but there's a heck of a lot of plot. It's uh, okay. Overall, it's a sketch comedy. The um, there's about six or seven plots going on at the same time, and our zeros simply bumble through. Um, usually too stoned to actually realize what's going on. Um, there's a um. um can I spoil a movie, a movie dating back from 1978? 
All right, I'll, I'll, I'll take that one. They uh, basically get deported back to Mexico, except that um, Man, the character played by Tommy Chong, whose actual name is in the movie, is a full American citizen. <laughs> uh, so he was basically too stoned to work out that they can't deport him. Um, the portrayal of the police are uh, definitely unflattering, extremely enjoyable. <laughs> um, I, well, actually it's such, it's such a parody that it would be difficult to actually take it, uh, take offense at it. Um, basically, if you take offense at it, it's because you recognize yourself in it. And if you recognize yourself in those guys, you really <laughs> deserve to be laughed at. <clears throat> anyway, so this has the, um, but, it, the, but it, 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 it's an interesting, I mean, I was say, saying not a lot of plot, but there's actually three criminal plots going on at the same time. Um, and a couple of subsidiary things on the sides, and of course there was a battle at the bands at the at the end because you can't have a stoner movie without a battle of the bands in in it. And um, it's uh, it actually has a lot of plot, and it's it's something important or a weakness of poorly created stories where the Plot is basically exactly what the lead character would possibly desire. And there is no other agency trying to mess with the story, which is why, to a certain extent, um, you want a bunch of people working on a movie so that other people can actually interact. There's a point where, of course, having too many cooks completely screws it up, but having someone, um, okay. When you start having like 35 writers on a movie, you you know it's not going to be any good. There, there's um, there's the critical mass, but the the example of live interaction I I, I always think of is um, uh, Temple of Doom, where that's the scene. Uh, hang on, is it? I think is that in Raiders or Temple? Anyway. The scene in one of the Indiana Jones movies where he is supposed to face a big dude with a big sword. Now, they'd, they'd worked on that scene for weeks. Uh, problem is, Harrison Ford was sick. Um, a lot of people on, on, the, on the set were sick. Uh, they had serious problems with food. But um, the, the story goes that he basically went to the director and apologized. He was barely able to work for a couple of hours. Then he'd have to go back and crawl in bed or in another room in his, in his hotel. Um, <clears throat> and that's all he could possibly do. And the director, uh, Spielberg, basically told him that the only way he could finish within a couple of hours, if if indeed just shot him, a, a crew member, 
think some uh, some sound guy. But anyway, somebody was walking by, heard it, burst out laughing, which gave the idea. Just build it. Actually, that might be actually a very good way to blow off the scene, and it would also give um, a massive comedy comic element in a suspenseful action sequence. Um, this guy's a kind of relevant because there's dangers with the um, the addition the. Um, <clears throat> the new access to AI technology to get rid of all a lot of the people on set. If you lose the people on set, you'll lose the creative contribution. And at some point, the movie's going to really suck because you're either going to have it done by the best, most creative mind on the planet, or the third choice, and the third choice ain't going to be good. <clears throat> Anyway, in the in our case, there's multiple. It, 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 this is a problem. This is something. But in this case, you have multiple plots interacting, even if they are not extremely deep, or profound, or extremely important to the existence of the human of humankind. But they're fine. It it did that movie established a genre. And that is an actual contribution to, um, to humankind. Is it family safe? Which is something I normally worry about. Well, I'm reasonably sure that although not really appropriate for kids, there's a couple of um, raunchy scenes, I don't think anyone will actually watch this and decide to turn into a stoner. So it's probably safe for kids and adults and kids of all ages. The only way I can sum this up is by, the, by misquoting the movie by saying, This is good shit, man. I um, hate to do this, but please um, tell your friends about this if you enjoy it. Uh, repost, cross-post, something. Um, also, it's a really nice, good idea to subscribe in your podcast program. This way, the next podcast will automatically appear in your in your playlist, rather than you having to like run across a mention somewhere on some someone's Twitter that it's that there's a new episode. Um, that's it.